0: Hey, I'm Aaron Ashmore from Killjoys and Warehouse 13, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast.
1: This episode brought to you by Michael Crate and Jame Husband. Special love goes out to Lee Kemp, who manages our Facebook page. If you like what you're hearing here on the Sci-Fi Diner, feel free to leave us a tip at patreon.com backslash sci-fi, spelled the right way. And by Audible. Get a free audio book when you sign up today audibletrial.com backslash sci-fi diner engage science fiction is an
2: existential metaphor that allows us to tell stories about the human condition welcome to the sci-fi diner podcast where we serve up interviews news and our view on the world of science fiction come grab a chair and enjoy the conversations I'd say we've got an
1: unexpected
2: guest. Rose. Where we're going, we don't need Rose. Yes, who's coming to dinner? Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Hertzog. And I'm Dave Sellers. Yay, Dave Sellers! Woo. <laughs> Um, So uh, Miles has uh, Big job responsibilities And M is taking care of some family And Chrissy also family So none of them are there So you have to put up with Dave and I But it's going to be good Because we have a fantastic interview That we're going to be dropping Here with you And so we had a chance to sit down with Sean Ashmore I'm just kidding Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, with Aaron Ashmore Tell us a little bit about Aaron Ashmore and uh, and, and and the interview that we just did.
1: I talked a lot about uh, his role here in Killjoys, which is coming up on its fifth and final season. Oh yeah, um, and we talked a bit about his uh, his time on Warehouse 13 and some of the memories about uh, that went along with that show. Um, really good. Really good conversation with the guy.
2: Yeah. So if you're a Killjoys fan and you're looking forward to the fifth season, this guy's in the know. We did talk about the fifth season. Mm. But I won't say what he bit. said. Won't tell you. Won't say what he said because you'll have to listen to the show. But you know, uh, and we also talked about the fact that he is. We jokingly called him Sean here at the beginning. Or I should I I did so. <laughs> did. Aaron, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, <laughs> but we talked about. We had a conversation about that, and uh, and it's kind of a joke to you know they they take it very lightheartedly. Uh, we had a chance to we shared with you an interview. If you've been listening to the diner for a while, with his brother Sean Ashmore. Who was an X-Men and other shows that I can't remember right now off the top of my head? But, uh, but what is it? One episode of Fringe. One episode? Yeah, the one they, one they it? did with Twins. They were only in one episode. Um, oh. But yeah, still, it's Fringe. I mean, come on. The hell I, uh, I know. Uh, Letter Nemo was in that show. So, uh, anyways, we, had, we did. We had a fantastic conversation just talking about. You know, where he sees the future of network television, uh, down to Killjoys, what's been like to work in Killjoys, what was it like to Warehouse 13? It was a fantastic, fantastic interview. Oh, yeah. 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 Good conversation. Yeah. So if you met his brother last year and you want to meet him, that way you get both of the twins, you have to come to Shore Leave this year. And just real quickly, uh, Dave, can you remind
1: us again when
2: Shore Leave is happening?
1: shortly 41 taking place July 12th through the 14th at the Delta hotels in hunt Valley, Maryland.
2: Yeah. Fantastic. So if you're anywhere in the area, I would like to, uh, Visit with one of your favorite cast members from Killjoys. This is your chance. Not to mention, many other guests are also bringing there, including Ethan Peck, who we interviewed a little bit earlier this evening, and um, Aaron Ashmore, Michael Shanks, Michelle Nichols. And I'm sure I'm missing some very important person that's going to kill me when they hear this. But um, Anson Mount. Yeah, I didn't mention that. I thought I oh, you mention? I, I think I mentioned it. An- Anson, I didn't forget. But there's seriously, there's a there fantastic are. lineup of guests this year. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, without any further ado, we're going to bring you this interview, and uh hope you enjoy. I'm ready.
1: These are useless. You already have what you need.
0: Dav's weird green splody thing? Technical term. Your brother's repulsive effect on the green is a result of a previous operation he
2: had
1: on his amygdala.
2: Uh, yeah, it's part of a army experiment. Um, this feels a bit... Uh, bad! This feels bad!
0: Ow! I created a serum to suppress the effect long enough for you to enter green space. Once inside, the lady will attack. You need to harness the ability to fight back.
2: How?
1: Well, how have you done it before?
0: What kind of just makes a poo face and then people's eyes explode?
1: What well, you do. All you need to do is hurt the
0: lady long enough to distract her, giving me the time to get the three of us out. Clear? Crystal. Except I think you meant the four of us. I told you, Johnny Favorite, we don't need you. Yes, you do. If Dav's your secret weapon, then you need somebody to protect him, and that's me. In there.
2: Everything you care about is a weakness.
0: Especially family.
2: We know. That's why we got rid of the memory of where Jack's located.
1: Who's Jack?
0: Your son. You've never seen him. I think Zeph must have some pictures from all the tests that you ran. No,
1: no. lady will use everything against us. Our greatest fears. Our worst moments. What would she know about you from Dutch?
2: Pretty much everything.
1: Then that's exactly what she'll use.
2: Okay. So. How does this Work
0: like this.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sci Fi Diner. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Dave Sellers. I'm here with Scott Herzog. And we are sitting down and talking with Mr. Aaron Ashmore.
0: Hi, uh,
1: guys. How are you doing? He's going to be um, attending Shore Leave 41, July 12th through the 14th. ...at the Delta Hotels in Hunt Valley, Maryland. Uh, Mr. Ashmore's got a very impressive IMDb resume with many great genre shows. Uh, Sci-fi fans know and love him from such shows as Smallville, Lost Girl, Warehouse 13... ...and is coming back for Season 5 of Killjoys, their final season, later next month. Uh, Not only that, Mr. Ashmore is one of many of the great guests that will be at the Shoreleaf Convention. Mr. Ashmore, welcome and thank you for talking with us on the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to to be going to shore leave this year and, uh, you know, any chance to sort of put that out there or promote it and talk to you guys. I'm, I'm very happy to do that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we can't wait sure. to meet you in the flesh. So,
0: Oh, it's going to be amazing guys. It's right. just going to be so amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Very good. Very cool. So we've, uh, we've been through four seasons of Killjoys now. Um, We've enjoyed the idea, at least I've enjoyed the idea, of Bounty Hunters in Space. Um, It's Death Show is definitely more action-packed, with uh, you doing a lot of action. Uh, How's it been for you being one of the leads on the show, and maybe doing something a little different than before? Yeah, it's been
0: amazing. Um, I think from day one of the show... I found it to be super interesting and, and was excited to be part of it. And, and obviously there has been an audience for it. We're going into our fifth season. But for me, I I'd played I'd play a lot of, um, especially earlier on in my career, more kind of nice guys and, you know, sitting behind the desk kind of guys, which I guess technically Johnny is as well, because he sort of flies the ship. And he, I I think a lot of times he's still the brain of the operation, but that being said, occasionally <laughs> to let him uh, off the spaceship to kick some butt and shoot the gun and you know, take care of some bad guys. So it's definitely, uh, a lot of fun and doing all the action stuff. It's like a whole skill set that I never had before. And it's pretty amazing. I feel like maybe I probably can't kick butt in real life, but I kind of look like I can kick butt on a TV show. So that's something.
1: Yeah, there you go. Do you get to do your own stunt work or does somebody else get to play you and have the fun fighting somebody?
0: Uh, well, there, it's a little bit of both. I mean, obviously, they like us to try and do as much as we can uh, to the point where it's safe, uh, because it just it it, a lot of the time it looks better when you can see our faces or our profiles and that. But we always um, have stunt performers that can do um, some of the bigger sort of hits, or if if it's a long sequence, like occasionally you, you won't sell all the hits and it doesn't completely work. So it's really nice to have those guys to. um, you know, make it look good because it's what they do. So occasionally, if we can't sell a hit, then you know they'll cut to that stuff. And also, there's stuff that's really, really dangerous for us to do. If we hurt ourselves, obviously, we wouldn't be able to continue with production. So, um, you know, the stunt guys step in and do do the big stuff that uh, we are either not trained to do or <laughs> just yeah, don't have
2: the skill set to do. All right. mm.
1: So now, go okay, go ahead. No, uh, I was just going to say, without uh, without getting into any kind of spoiler territory with Killjoys coming into its final season, are you happy with how the show is going to wrap things up for our heroes?
0: Yeah, you know what? It's it's bittersweet. Uh, so I think that the ending people will be very satisfied with, but from my perspective, it's it's just bittersweet. Uh, I I think that they the nice thing is that. The writers knew that that the show was coming to an end. Uh, they, you know, and they told us that we were going to get our fourth and fifth, and that was going to be it. Which is nice because that way the writers can really work towards uh, an ending that makes sense, and they're not rushing something in. They they really did know that, uh, that that it was coming to an end. So I think that people will be happy with the ending. But it is it is what it is. It's it's hard to say goodbye to all your friends. It's hard to say goodbye to this world that you know um, everybody worked so hard on creating. And uh, and making real and and I really like the characters I really like the world that we we're in so it was hard to say goodbye but I think in the end of the day uh, fans and people watching will be very satisfied
2: Good. with how it all wraps up. Cool. Well, and at least we're yeah. getting at least we're getting a show that you know had time to wrap up. It's not a Firefly situation, right?
0: So. No. Well, there's just so many shows that kind of get the axe, uh, you know, and, and a lot of the time that's how it goes. Like you finish a season and you, you say to your friends and everybody that you're working with, like, okay, well, like, I hope I hope we see you next year and, and, and that, but a lot of the time shows just get canceled and, and that's happened, um, you know, obviously many, many times. Uh, and I think a lot of the time in genre TV, it happens a lot where a show just gets canned and you're like, uh, okay, we've been yeah. with these characters for a few years. We care about these characters and all of a sudden, uh, it ends. So, it, yeah, I, I think it's tough, but, um, we did get to wrap it up properly.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's a, you know, obviously a financial decision many times for the TV studios. And, uh, and while we, always. we, we, yeah, it's, you know it's always, you know, for, for, yeah. uh, for as fans, we look at it for the story and that's what we care about. And we obviously are devoted to it. So to be left hanging in a story is kind of a, it's well, it's like game of Thrones, right? All five books are out and you're waiting yeah. for book six and seven, but. yeah
0: absolutely but they're yeah and and i think that that's what we don't get to see all the behind the scenes things that sort of um that the decisions are all made on and and i really don't think that uh the majority of people that are making those decisions are callous and don't care what people (laughs) think but at the end of the day it's you know it's financial stuff but it would almost be nice if they said that as opposed to just canceling things and like you know just like hey look it, obviously they can't put the numbers out there or, or whatever in that sort of way like how much money but it should just be like listen we like the show but we had to because of financial reasons or whatever not just like well we're moving on because right. um, I think that you alienate you alienate right. fans and stuff from shows and from networks like I the amount of times I've seen somebody say, like, oh, I'm never going to watch so and so network because they canceled my shows.
1: It's
0: like, yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, right. But- they
2: say that. Then they put yeah. out a show that maybe they like and they go back
0: again. But- exactly. And they're like, but- no, okay, I'll come back <laughs> for, for yeah. this one.
2: Well, may- may- maybe what would be nice back. is if they actually gave, like, studios would look at the figures and say, oh, this show's not doing real well. If they would just announce to fans, look, if you want this show to continue, you need to promote it you know, promote it Mm -hmm. and do some self-promotion and give it a chance. But many times the first time, uh, you know, the uh, viewers hear anything about it is just the fact that it's been canceled without any seemingly warning. So,
0: yeah, well, you know, uh, now I think with all different sort of crowdfunding things and Twitter campaigns and all this sort of stuff that, that, uh, make, uh, fans of TV more visible and, and more known what they want. I think that will change things. I also was talking to a guy not too long ago at a convention saying something about well what if as fans or, or networks and stuff were to be like if we can raise x amount of money ahead of time like you almost buy the dvd before it comes out type thing you know right. what I mean? like or, or whatever the streaming content to be like yes here's my money like if you continue with the show i will pay twenty dollars to see the next season or whatever And if you have a ton of people that do that well, then they know that they're gonna that it's gonna make financial sense for them, so they can kind of t- try and get you know I don't know it, d- just different ideas for right. for um, you know getting content that people really really want. But um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's a million different ideas I think right. uh, now with, uh, but who knows if any of those things will happen.
2: But certainly, crowdfunding would be uh, a certainly a way of uh, offsetting studio costs, maybe. So.
0: Yeah. And people really, you know, putting their, uh, their money where their mouth is. Like if they're like, I really want to watch this show and it's like, I'm willing so whatever, like whatever, 10 bucks. Like if if everybody, you know, like a million people or whatever that are fans of the show are like, yeah, like we want to see a second season or whatever. And so it's like, if you get all that funding up front, uh, then maybe that's, that's how you start financing things. I don't I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that's, I'm not really a money guy. So (laughs) (laughs) who knows? Right,
2: right, right. Yeah. We'll let those people in charge make those decisions, I guess, but, um, yeah. very cool. Well, so you were on another show that I absolutely loved and that was warehouse 13. Um, I loved it. yeah, where, so it, uh, ironically you're talking about Twitter and some of those things and crowdfunding and, uh, Alison Scagliotti was one of the first interviews and we started doing the show like over 10 years ago. She was one of our first interviews that we did and we lined her up on Twitter. Um, I mean, and, yeah. So it was in the middle of warehouse 13 and the show had just started and, you know, very few people I guess knew who Alison Scagliotti was at the point. Um, mm-hmm. But um, we really loved your character as kind of being the, uh, you know, your behind the desk techno wizard guy. Sort of, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the way, is that the way you would describe him? <laughs> well,
0: I'm trying to think like how, I, I, you know, sometimes when I, it's been a while since right. uh, that one, that I really put myself back in place. I mean, I, I think the interesting thing about um, Steve was that, yeah, he wasn't necessarily like super badass, but he was, I don't know, Yeah, I don't know, I guess he he was, I mean, I think Artie was the techno wizard, right, he was the guy that always had the information about everything, always had that sort of thing, but Steve definitely felt, I always think that a lot of the characters on that show felt very like, um, like, big, everybody was, like, had really big personalities and, like, really strong things, and he was just super grounded. And I think that was kind of interesting when he came in, because he was just sort of this more normal kind of guy. Everybody else was, like, you know, doing all this crazy stuff, and it was just so interesting to see this normal, you know, seemingly normal guy come into this insane world and just be like, okay, and then just roll with it and go with it. And uh, I think also the, the writers did a really amazing job of creating this dynamic between steve and claudia this kind of brother and sister thing kind of like best friend thing that that Allison's character sort of needed everybody else was so much older than her and this kind of gave her somebody to be like a real peer with and real friend with so um yeah i don't know It it was a it was a great show to work on and i i still keep up with um, Allison and, and Eddie on Twitter a little bit, and I bump into them at conventions and stuff, so yeah, just a great group of people.
2: Awesome. So I got a question for you about the show. I know it's been a while since you've been on the show, but um, <laughs> when, you, when you when you heard that your character was getting killed off, um, oh, yeah. did, did the producers tell you that you were coming back, or did they kind of leave you hanging a little bit?
0: No, they told me. Um, Jack Kenny, who was uh, the showrunner, and one of the main writers in the show, and he directed also. He was kind of a jack of all trades on that show. But he, um, he said, "Oh, we're going to bring you back," and it was just so nonchalant. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, we're telling you about. Oh, we got a great idea. We're coming, bringing you back." But I've been killed off on other shows before. It happens. Like that's sort of what happens on shows uh, eventually if you're on for long enough. And I just thought i'd only signed a contract to do the 10 episodes or whatever the first the first season i was on right so there was no contract there's no plans after that to 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 do the show anymore so i i sort of was like well my my run on here is done it was a great run i, I really liked uh working on the show i really liked the character but i didn't have any expectations that they were going to bring me back because all i'd signed was a, a, a 10 episode contract so when they said that, I was kind of like, oh, great, but I I, I wasn't going to hold my breath. I think I said that to Jack, too. I was like, listen, you know, you don't have to say that just because you tell a character. It's like, I'm I'm, a, I'm a big boy. It's all, it's all good. Like, <laughs> and I said, I, I, I'm not holding my breath. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, we'll see, see you next, next year, type of thing. And sure enough, they brought me back and, and kept me around till the end. So, uh, yeah, but they didn't tell me how they were going to bring me back. But I knew on a show like Warehouse 13, the writers were so smart, they could come up with things artifacts whatever right bringing back.
2: Them.
0: <laughs> at the same time you never know till the till the till the deal is done till you get that first script and you're like oh here i am you just
2: you just never know right right well so you mentioned artifacts did you have a favorite artifact in the show
0: well my favorite art, artifact definitely became that metronome that brought me back a lot oh yeah true West, true. True.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> true um and i and i have it actually i have it uh at my house we all got to leave with the uh, pick an artifact or something that we really liked and um i think eddie may have taken more than one but um I, <laughs> I definitely took the metronome allison really liked it too and she really wanted it but i think she she let me have it because uh, she knew that i was it was kind of connected to my character in a way that was
2: uh, it was pretty cool so. that's awesome that's cool that is <clears throat> that is awesome there um well very good i you know i the other thing that we, we jokingly, before the show started here, talked about how I was going to interview you as your brother um, yeah. and, uh, and uh, you're the, your, your brother, the other famous Ashmore. Uh, uh, you actually uh, had a chance to act with him and maybe more than once, but in one of our favorite TV shows, and that was Fringe. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to actually play a really good episode of Fringe. Um, what's it like acting with your brother when you get the chance?
0: Well, you know what? We don't do it very often. Right. And, you know, like just opportunities uh, don't come up all that often that, that we're interested in. Over the years, there's been lots of stuff that people have sort of pitched to us, but it's kind of, you know, Freaky Friday, switcheroo stuff that we're like, mm, not you know, when <laughs> you were younger, that's one thing. But when you get a little bit older, you're like, wow, well, there's got to be something a little bit more interesting. But so when <laughs> when the Fringe episode came up, um, I, we both kind of jumped at it because uh, it was a chance to get to work together. But we're very different actors uh even though you know we grew up and we do the same jobs and that are the way we approach things and and that is very very different so it is sort of interesting to you know work with him and and whatever i I think he's a fantastic actor i i very um i i love watching sean's stuff i like every most of the things that, that he does i try and get a chance to see because i'm i'm his biggest fan you know so getting a chance to work with him and and being some scenes together on a show that uh, was cool was great. And the, the best thing about fringe is that and the best thing, but the, 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 the interesting thing about fringe is that I'd seen the first couple episodes of the show and really thought it was a great uh, premise. And that that it was a very interesting show, but you know, you just, you can't keep up with everything. So I didn't really right. um, keep up with it. And so then we, when I think it was the third season we were in it and we did it. And I was like, okay, great. Awesome. And then probably a couple of years after we'd done that episode and it was all the show had wrapped up and you know, it was on Netflix or something. Or I don't know if it was on Netflix, it was on something. And so my wife and I started to watch it and I was like, damn, this show is so good. And then I sort of forgot until like we were about like halfway through the second season. I was like, Zoe, I, finally like did an episode of this show. Like we're going to be on the show in, in like a, a season. And it was just like really interesting because to, I was not a huge fan of the show when we did the episode, but by the time, you know, we got around to watching it, I was like, this show is so amazing. And then to know that you were going to be in an episode, I was pretty excited about it. (laughs) And I also would have nerded out a lot more on set if I had seen, like been a fan of the show. So in a way I was kind of glad that I hadn't seen it because it just allows you to to play in the world and not be like, Oh my God, like, you know, these characters are so amazing. (laughs) This world is so amazing. It kind of allows you to just be a little bit more, I don't know, like realistic in your acting because you're not aware of, you know, what a cool show it was. So it was pretty cool. The other weird thing about that is that Sean had a long long hair. He was growing out for a, a TV show at the time or a movie sorry, at the time, and he didn't want to cut his hair. And I had short hair. So they made me wear a wig and i was like sean this is not a good look this long hair and, like it's not a cool look and he's like no i really want to keep it and i was like all right whatever so then when we watched it back and i said like, sean look at what you made us do you made us have this, this weird <laughs> long terrible hairdo because you didn't want to cut your hair and i was like yeah sorry i screwed up that one. And I like, no, listen, listen look at us we have to be on american television with this bizarre hairdo that you decided to rock so and
2: just- <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious uh, oh that's great Um, oh that's, that's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> so we obviously know that we're going to be seeing you this season in Sci-Fi Channel for the series finale of Killjoys um, what other projects do you have that we might see you in in the near future that we can plug uh, that you can tell us about obviously there's NDAs and everything else but
0: no, yeah, no, I'm not uh, I'm not working on anything right now that I can't talk about. Um, I did a little run on a show called Designated Survivor. I did four or five episodes that, that's streaming on Netflix right now. It's like a political drama
1: okay. starring
0: uh, Kiefer Sutherland. And it's the third season. It was an ABC show, but Netflix picked it up for its third season. And uh, I've got like a little run on that. Uh, also um, uh, this, past, this winter, and I'm actually just finishing up next week. Uh, have a supporting role in a new Netflix show called Lock and Key. Okay. It's on a graphic novel by uh, Joe Hill, uh, who is Stephen King's son, and I think that could be really, really cool. Um, um, and like I said, it's more of a supporting role, but uh, I, I think the show could be really exciting, and I was actually a fan of the graphic novel, so getting a chance to be part of it in any capacity was like, I jumped out. I was like, yes, yes, definitely want to do this. Um, I also have a few little indie movies that I shot up in uh, up here in Toronto with some uh some people oh actually uh, uh uh yeah there's a few few films that uh i've worked on uh kelly who plays um zeph on killjoys uh she actually wrote and produced the film uh that she starred in as well that, that we shot this fall and that's called sugar daddy uh or it is now sometimes titles change so right kind of working away <laughs> right
2: yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you were, also, uh, and you, yeah, so sorry. Say, no, sorry. you were also in the Cardinal.
0: Cardinal. Yes. Yeah. That's, a uh, have you guys seen that show? It's a Canadian show. I don't know if you've it's a Canadian that, show. So. And
2: I heard about, it. is it, it's, is it kind of a, uh, can you give me the premise again? Cause someone told me the premise and cool. I haven't watched it, but it's
0: pretty cool. It's, it's sort of every season is like a crime um, yeah, right. and it's in Northern Ontario, sort of two detectives. It's actually really kind of a cool, uh, detective show. Um, and it's set sort of in the, in a small town up North here in Ontario, uh, beautifully shot, looks amazing. Billy Campbell, who is actually, I think he's American, but he's the star of the show. Uh, and this uh, woman named Corrine Vanessa, who's a fantastic actor. They sort of star, they're like the two main detectives. um, and I think it's only like six episodes, so it's like a very sort of short form series, but it's really cool. I think it's really, really well done. Um first first season's kind of like serial killer that they're track. And uh yeah. So anyways, it's it's a it's a great show, great Canadian show.
2: Oh, good, good. Well, very good. Uh so one last question here before we wrap up the show, and that is this. You are coming to Shore Leave, I presumably for the first time. Uh, yes. Uh, so I assume you were invited. What made you say, I want to do shore leave.
0: We well, you know last year, uh, I actually, I'm pretty sure it was last year. I got the invite to go, but I was working doing Killjoys, So I couldn't do it. And I think that's when Sean, uh, they're like, well, maybe your brother is, you know, and I was like, yeah, please call Sean. i we'd love to go. Um, and then he told me he had a he had a blast. He said it was great, great con, like really fan driven, very, you know, like ton, lots of lots of fun. So this year I just got the call and I was like, absolutely, like I, I, I try and do, you know, some some cons every year. I think it's really fun to get out there. Uh A it's a great way to promote yourself and the material that you're doing, uh you're working on, but also it's just cool to like see a different town, meet people from a different place that, you know, you, you might not end up in your life, but you're just like, Oh, well, cool. Like this will take me, take me here. And, um, and yeah, just get a chance to kind of talk to people and and meet some people that appreciate the work that you do and the shows that you work on. So can't, uh, I I feel like cons are like a bit of a no brainer. It's just like a fun, fun weekend to go do
2: something and meet, meet some new people. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think one of the things about leave that makes it so awesome is it is a fan driven con and, and, uh, they have the reputation of bringing some of the fan, uh, the fan friendliest, uh, the, the the friendliest guests to the con, and uh, it's great interaction with the people there. And um, uh, we've been going to shortly yeah, for I now mean, ten years, and so, uh, oh, I mean, we have, so uh, we love it. We uh, we're glad that you're coming. We're excited about meeting you in the flesh.
0: So excellent. Well make sure to to come say hi make sure to introduce yourselves because uh I would love to I'd love to hang out with you guys
2: yeah absolutely sounds good Thanks. very good well thank you for okay. joining us if you've enjoyed the conversation, the owners of this establishment would love to hear from you. Send your comments and feedback to the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner. This song, Photosensuses, was created by Cool Cat, whose music can be found on YouTube. For more information on his music, please contact the Sci-Fi Diner podcast.